stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the door. Stay, 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 stay clear of the door. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA. Dreamers, welcome aboard the Morning Monorail podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and this is episode number 163 of the Morning Monorail. Today's July 12th, 2021, and you need to know that date. Why? Because we talk about news and when we talk about news, like if you're listening some point in the future, like why are they talking about these places reopening? They've been open for years. Well, it's because we live in the past, ladies and gentlemen. You are living in the future and you have the luxury of time and, you know, how they say hindsight 2020, whatever. But you know who has foresight 2020? That's my friend and yours, Landon Doan, and we're going to welcome him to the show right now. Landon, welcome back to the Morning Monorail. Hi, everybody. Coming to you from the isolation station of love. It's me. It's Landon. How's everybody doing today? I'm waiting for them to respond. Yeah, I don't know why I ask open-ended questions on a podcast. <laughs> I, I really hope you didn't just answer out loud, like if you're on your uh, train, maybe a monorail to work. It's like, I'm fine, Landon. Thanks for asking. And everybody around is like, okay, I want to switch seats. See, I think that we could start a whole new brand of podcast where it is more like call and response, where <laughs> we ask questions, you answer. We're not going to hear it, but like you get the satisfaction of feeling like you're having an active conversation with us. I mean, I like it. people may enjoy it. I don't know. People around you probably won't enjoy it, but people listening may enjoy it. Yes. So it is Monday morning for those of you listening as this show drops. So are you headed to work? What have you got planned for the day? That sounds great. <laughs> Wait, this this is becoming like an episode of Dora the Explorer. <laughs> back, 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 back. <laughs> Can you say quinceañera? Um, I, that came to mind yesterday because I saw this whole group of folks at Animal Kingdom, and they were, I guess, celebrating um, someone's, a lucky little girl's quinceañera, and they they all had, I guess, different roles to play as part of that celebration. So they had, like title and then like of the quinceanera and um like one of them was tia of the quinceanera and i think that means like aunt i don't know i don't I speak only, spanish i only took two and a half years of spanish and i don't know one of them was uh for sure one of them was abuela and i know that's grandmother mm -hmm. grandmother of the quinceanera does that mean that she's like it's like the godfather of chicken nugget like you um <laughs> Is she somehow responsible for the whole idea of a quinceañera? That's well, impressive. I guess I guess without her, way back in the day, uh, there would be no quinceañera oh. if uh, if you know she didn't make some decisions. That's a good point. So mm -hmm. I'm going with it. I, I well, think that's a good answer. I I hope that group had a wonderful quinceañera. I do too, and I think that they was did. the AK yesterday. It was beautiful. It was busy, but it was beautiful. Busy that's but good. beautiful. Yeah. Um, this was the biggest crowd I've seen at Animal Kingdom in 19, 20 months. I mean, honestly, since pre-COVID, this was, 
It was a busy day in the Animal Kingdom. The the wait for Flight of Passage got up to like 150 minutes at one point, I think. Oh. Yeah, that's oh. old school Animal Kingdom, my friends. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's that that's a big old negative right there, Ghost Rider. Yeah, so we did not. No, no, I'm guessing you didn't. We did not. We did a lot of cool things, but we didn't do Flight of Passage. Um, we did go to Satsuli for lunch, and I, you know, the kids have always done the steamed burger pod thing at Satsuli. I did it for the first time just for myself yesterday. I don't know why. I was feeling a little wild and wacky, so I did it, and I got to tell you, it's good, but... I mean, they're in bao buns. That's what they are, essentially. They're bao buns with the... Uh, it's like ground-up uh, cheeseburger in there. And I just think it's a lot of dough for me. It's a little doughy. Mm. If it was a little less doughy, I think I'd like it more. Um, but it just felt like I was eating a lot of dough. I wasn't getting a lot of meat and cheeseburger for the, like, bang for the buck, in my opinion. But I know the kids yeah. love it. One interesting thing, we had a very picky member of our party with us yesterday who didn't want anything on the Satuli Canteen menu. They do have a kid's menu, and you can get a cheese quesadilla. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, that's good to know because uh, I, too, am a picky eater. And looking over that menu, I mean, the time uh, we, uh, uh, me and Frank were down and we went to Satuli, looking over that menu for a picky eater can be a little a little trying so to speak yes yes it i i think that you know it can be a bit intimidating when you break it down you know you can get to the point where you're ordering like potatoes with meat it, you can really get like a meat and potatoes meal um if you don't go with like the noodles or you know something else or, or although the noodles shouldn't be that intimidating but i know that like especially if you look at it prepared it looks I don't know, like it came from the planet of Pandora. So the the looks of it maybe are a little intimidating, but I do believe that um, if you break it into its component pieces, it's not that intimidating. Though I will say, speaking of the noodles, uh, it's somebody who is uh, onion opposed. Noodles, not an option, I found out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Mm hmm. Yeah, all that stuff. It's it's very spice heavy, I'll say. And it's, I'm fine with spice, but onions. No, thank you. Yeah, no there's bueno. onions in there. There's yeah, because um, onions are disgusting. Yeah, but it was good. I mean, you know, for me, Satuli always it always delivers. It's um it's a place that I feel like you can really enjoy a unique quick service experience, and it's just not something that you always get at, in a theme park. That's so, true. You know, and you can mobile order. Yay. Which is now, key. I am anti-onion, but I am pro-mobile order. Yeah. Mobile order is so clutch. Mm -hmm. And I do want to say, it was a busy day yesterday. We decided, because we're brilliant, that we were going to eat at noon, which is key lunchtime. And oh we, but we had not ordered yet. So the wait to um, pick a mobile order arrival window, it was about 45 to 50 minutes. So... We had talked about this before, and I thought it was a good follow-up, because this was like a pretty busy day in Animal Kingdom. Just understanding, if you want to eat like specifically at noon, then it's probably a good idea to check those arrival windows around like 11, 11, 15. Mm -hmm. at, a, at a popular location like Satsuli Canteen. So, that that would be my recommendation. Recommendation. Nailed it. Yeah. Um. You know, I had given a great recommendation of that uh, Raya and the Last Dragon ice cream from the Anandapur ice cream truck over in, oh, yeah. in Asia. 
If you're on the Facebook, you would have seen a video review of that ice cream, and you also would have seen uh, maybe an unfortunate angle of me while I mm-hmm. ate the ice cream. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm sad to report that the Raya ice cream is gone. What? Ah, it's gone. See, I, I, I was I was kind of worried about that because it's tied specifically to a certain movie, and the movie was being pushed heavily when this debuted. I was hoping they would just like rename it something, but it's gone, 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 gone. Because now it's been replaced. Oh. There's they've got a standee up in front of the ice cream truck, and now it's been replaced by a Yeti Sunday. Hmm. Yeah. Um. And it looks cool. It there's no there's no cone this time to contend with. It just comes in a cup. And it's uh, more chocolate based. I'm, I'm I'm trying to see if I can get to the um, yeah. It's chocolate ice cream on the bottom, vanilla on top to give it a snow covered look. It has like a little chocolate piece in there, and there's some mm-hmm. sprinkles. It's got like a blue. Um, it's got like some blue sugar sprinkles and stuff on it. It looks good. I I didn't try it yesterday because I was a little sad to be honest that the the Raya ice cream was gone. It was delicious. Yeah, that's disappointing. It was such a very unique looking dessert, and you just said it it, it apparently was a very good dessert too. Yeah. So and to replace it with just a Sunday, okay, yeah, it's Yeti themed. But mm-hmm. what you just described, it's just a plain old Sunday. Yeah. It's like okay. That's th- mm, that's a bad move on Disney's part. Well, hopefully they bring back something with a little more um Hashtag know. bring back the Raya ice cream cone. Yeah, yeah. uniqueness to it. <laughs> um, I mean, I love the Yeti. I mean, I do too. Disco Yeti, that's my dude. But if if you're going to name something after the Yeti from Expedition Everest, if you're going to align something with one of the most iconic animatronics in all of Walt Disney World and Disneyland, for that matter, mm-hmm. even though it's not over there, it's just that iconic. And yet... You give it a Sunday, yeah. It's like like chocolate ice cream, vanilla ice cream, sprinkles, and a chocolate piece. You know where I can go and get that? Literally every ice cream shop in the world. Like that doesn't say anything special to me. It's like, yeah. oh, we're gonna we're gonna put Yeti on the tagline, and you're gonna pay fourteen ninety five for it because it says Yeti, and it's kind of like Instagrammable. It looks pretty, but and then you can sing Sunday Yeti Sunday. If you oh, want, that's terrible. <laughs> I'm trying over here. <laughs> well, that was a sad piece of news from Animal Kingdom yesterday. I have a happy piece of news, and that was I was actually able to return to a celebration of the Festival of the Lion King. I successfully Yay. got to see the show yesterday. Woo. That was really ha- that was a happy time. Um, and let me tell you, it was made even better because knowing what we know from firsthand experience, Landon, uh, when we were there with Frank, I decided we know we're going to have to wait in line for an hour, probably, because we're going to have to mm-hmm. like if we want to go to the eleven thirty show, we're going to need to line up prior to the ten thirty show and mm-hmm. get in the back of that line. So what we did was we went over to Tamu Tamu. We got some African coffees, which are adult coffees. Uh, this is the place where you can get the Dole Whip in Animal Kingdom that uh, Jen from Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz refuses to even acknowledge. But you can. <laughs> you can get Dole Whip there. You can get Dole Whip with rum. So I don't know why you ignore that. Seriously, that sounds like something you shouldn't ignore. Right. But we decided to go with the African coffees because it was early. You know, we're not trying to be luscious, uh, but, you know, a little a little uh, extra uh, extra magic in a coffee mm-hmm. is not a bad thing. 
Yep. So yep, get your day started right. Yeah. So so Sam and I both got the African coffee. We head over to a festival, Lion King Theater, and knowing we can't take the drinks inside, we're like, oh, we got drinks. We'll you know, hopefully we'll be in the shade. We'll get to relax, enjoy a little coffee. We were walking over there, and the, the cast members start saying, you'll have to finish your drinks before you go in the theater. We're like, yeah, no big deal. It's going to be an hour. No, they walked us right into the theater. We, we, I don't know how this happened. It was like, it was honestly like 1029 when we walked over. We walked right in. We may have been two of the last people to get in. They sat. Oh us, my God. When we sat down, the show started. It was like they were waiting for us. <laughs> Wow, that is that is night and day. I know. Oh, wow, I know that it was a full. By the way, they are packing the theater. There's no more social distancing. Um, so the theater was packed. Wow. Uh, but they did. We and and we were in the back, but we got a seat. We were in there. I mean, the fact that you literally walked on. Quote, yeah, we walked on. Walked on. No wait, wow. zero wait. So what we did was Sam had a uh, a travel water like a blender bottle, and we just dumped both of them into the blender bottle. <laughs> Because uh, we didn't want to, we we literally had had zero of our African coffee. So, yeah, yeah, you don't we don't want to waste that. So we we wow. dumped them, we dumped them in there. <laughs> uh, went to Festival of the Lion King, and let me just tell you, it was so good to be back. It, it, it choked me up just even being in a theater. Um, Sam pointed out when the when the the hosts, there's like four hosts that come out and they introduce themselves. She's like, oh, it's the same ones, and that you know. That kind of got to me because I was like, oh, it's so good to see them again, and um. The show is a little different. There's some modifications, like there's no tumbling monkeys. So there's a bit of an awkward moment where T- uh, Timon is supposed to be going up on the stage and like contending with the tumbling monkeys because they're, you know, chaos. They're monkeying around. They're monkeying around up there. Um, so he's instead, he's like, I guess, telling the people that are standing around the stage to calm down and be quiet. That was kind of strange. Um <laughs> Also, if you uh, so, remember, so they borrowed a line from Marvel's Captain Marvel, where everybody's like, "You really need to keep your emotions in check, Carol." And she's like, "What?" Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little odd. <laughs> um, but like then, uh, if you remember, there were there's two performers that come out and do like a kind of a ballet thing, and then one of them gets hooked up to a, a like on a harness to a line, and she flies around the room like a like a bird. She's dressed as like mm-hmm. a bird. They don't do the flying part; they just come out and do a little dance. And then the other thing I noticed is they don't give each section a name. Like there's no, you're the elephants, you're the warthogs, you're the giraffes. They don't do that anymore. Hmm. Um, they just do like two sections get to during the end, during the big finale, two sections do like a, a clap and then two sections wave their hands in the air and then they decide who did it best at the end. So Interesting. I mean, I... Saying they eliminated the monkeys, maybe it was a staffing issue. Saying they eliminated the swinging around the arena, maybe again that was a staffing issue. They couldn't get the stunt coordinator back. Okay, I can kind of get that. Why would you eliminate the, all right, you're the lions and and you're the warthogs. Let's hear a roar. Yeah, like. Why get rid of that? Well, the only thing I can figure is, you know, part of that was they did this joke where they would um, have someone do like, a, okay, you guys are the lions. We're going to have this guy from uh, Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, come yeah. down. And, come and, down and, and, and do and a lion. Us. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they don't do that. And they used to bring people up from the crowd to do the parade, too. Of course, they don't do that anymore either. So um, so there, there's some hmm. changes, but it's still such a good show beautiful music beautiful choreography the 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 lighting the sound like it's just it's just so good and it was good to be back 
for sure. That's awesome. I am curious what the weight to get into that show was. I mean, for, for you and Sam, you were able to just practically walk on, but I am curious what the weight was because that might be some knowledge that would be good to have in the future. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I honestly think that, so it was the first show of the day. The 1031 was the first show of the day. I think that it just makes a difference that a, it was the first show people were probably doing other things like waiting that, in line yeah, for that's quite a passage and B that now that there's no social distancing in the theater, it can hold a lot more people. So I'm, I'm trying to pull up the, my Disney app and see if, it, like right now, live while we're recording, I can I can find a posted wait time for it. Well, I don't think but, it gives you a wait time. It just shows you show times. Oh yeah, that's right. That's because because it's it's a yeah. show, not a ride. But I I am curious because I don't want people to hear this and be like, oh cool, you could just you know get there five minutes before showtime and expect to get oh, into no. that show. No, I still recommend going early. This was this was definitely a fluke. I mean, like I said, we were the last two people to get in, and we arrived at ten thirty. Um, I, I I do think going to the first show of the day probably did help in that situation yeah. because I I I think that's a good point. People were probably doing other stuff because the park had just relatively opened at that point. Yeah, that might be a good tip. I don't know if that's something that could help people. If you do want to see that show, maybe try to go to the first one Mm -hmm. Uh, and and it'll be easier to get in. I I still recommend at least getting 30 30 to 45 minutes early, um, get get in line, and then hopefully you get in and it won't be an issue. But but yeah, it was good to be back. That's awesome. Glad to hear y'all were able to get in. Yeah, and the last thing I wanted to mention from yesterday. So as so we were we were there celebrating Chicken Nugget's 16th birthday, although, you know, granted 9 days after he had actually turned 16. <laughs> but well, know. as we already established, if you're born on the 1st of a month, you get the entire month yeah. to celebrate your birthday. So. Yeah, that's true. But we did um bring a couple of his friends along and they were kind of off doing their own thing and so at one point Sam said, "Oh, I've got uh there's a friend of mine that's over at Hollywood Studios. Um I'm going to run over there and say hi and then we had planned to hop over to Epcot uh for the evening so she was just going to meet us back over there." So I decided, "Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to make the most of this time and see if I can do like a Everest single rider marathon and see like what kind of a uh a, a personal record i can set today oh boy yeah um the number was one what that's not much <laughs> of a record jay so so I, I waited about 20 minutes um in the single rider line to get on they put me in the front car and if you heard us talk about this before the front car tends to be a little more intense in my opinion when you go backwards mm-hmm. so I was feeling a little motion sick, so after I got <laughs> off. Also, if you're if you're on the Discord, you got TMI, but this is something I was talking about. Um, for whatever reason, yesterday I was uh, visiting the, a lot of Animal Kingdom bathrooms. So, yeah, like like six at one point. Yeah, the number probably got higher than that, but yikes! Uh, reported six. Um, <laughs> I mean, it could have had something to do with the cocktail contest from the night before. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so, uh, so I did. I had to take another bathroom break, and then I was like, "Well, I guess I'll go get in line again and and try to get this really going." And then, as soon as I started to get back in the single rider line, I get a text from Chicken Nugget, and he says, "Hey, we're ready to go over to to Epcot." <laughs> I was like, "All right, cool, <laughs> okay." Record of one. <laughs> so the number is one. Yeah, we'll try well, it, again. It, it, well, I'm glad you set a record, but you also set a record that is. 
attainable, within breakable. breaking distance. <laughs> yeah, breakable. <so>. I can <laughs> top it next time. Maybe that's what I do. Next time I go back, I, I aim for two. And then, you know, just keep increasing from there. I, I don't think I'll ever reach uh, Lewis at Disney Pick a Day on Twitter. His record is like 59, I think, in one That's day. That's insane. That is in the same that will Good never on that will never be my number no no that's that's literally probably all he did that day yeah for sure wow wow so uh but you know wait time for everest was around 45 minutes i think um so it cut the wait in half to do single rider it's if you don't want to split your party up don't do it because they definitely will split your party up and you may not even mm-hmm. be on the same train but if you want a shorter wait, I mean, single rider is pretty viable, and and I'm glad it's that's back too. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I I do like the fact that the single rider aspect is there because as we've talked previously on podcasts, when I went down, there were some attractions that didn't have single rider going, and yeah. it made the ride totally not yep. worth it, in my opinion. Millennium exactly. Falcon, I'm looking at you. Yeah. So that was the big recap from yesterday. We actually ended up not sticking around for Epcot Forever um, last night. But if you are on the Patreon, then you know that the week before, eh, was it Monday? I guess it was Monday. uh, We had gone to Epcot and I videoed Epcot Forever exclusively for the Patreons, for our patrons. And that video is available if you're a silver or gold member. You can see it on the Morning Monorail Patreon website. That's patreon.com slash morningmonorail. Uh, join up because not only can you get access to our discord where we're chatting all week long and I'm giving you all updates. Like I went to the bathroom six times at animal kingdom, <laughs> uh, but you also get access to all the content that we're posting on the Patreon page. And there's a lot of fun stuff. that doesn't revolve around Jay's visits to the bathroom. Yeah. I mean, that's there too. If that's, if that's what you want to get, but, but there's other non bathroom related content. Yeah. <laughs> it, Patreon.com slash morning. A little. It's like 70 30, like bathroom content, <laughs> and then 30% like other miscellaneous. But uh, I, we did get a new joiner this over this last week, and I want to give specifically you, this is awesome because usually we've had multiple in a week. We just had one this past week, so you get your very own shout out. Allison Quinn, welcome. Woo, Allison, my morning, favorite member of the Monorail family. Yeah, Morning Monorail Patreon. And by the way, that's that's funny you mentioned that because we've got a channel on the Discord where people can request merchandise like logos, uh, <laughs> things for shirts, different things. One of the things that is demanded is a... I, the I guess how would we word? It? Is it going to be I'm the favorite member of the Monorail family? Yeah, or? I I I think that would be the best option to go. I know some people they want like the blank is the favorite member yeah. of the Monorail family. It's like at that, but I think at that point, just I am the favorite member of the Morning yeah. Monorail family, and I love the fact that that's being demanded. Oh, yeah. That is a fun channel to be in. Some very yeah. good ideas there are good. from that channel. There are good ideas. And, but I am being challenged because I don't have any logo design or graphic nope. design abilities. <laughs> so uh, if you're out there and you're cheap. <laughs> we have ideas. We just don't know how to yeah, do them. We need help. Uh, There's a Nomad Lounge idea that I came up with that I oh, think yeah. is very cool. Yes. We cannot pull it Can't off. do though. it. No, not Can't at all. <laughs> but we'll figure it out at some point. But. I did reference this, and this was something that this was open to everybody, not just not just Patreon members. But we did conclude the Morning Monorail Cocktail Challenge 
over the weekend. Uh, Friday night, we actually held the finals. There were three finalists for the morning beverage and the evening beverage. We made them all. <laughs> yeah, we did. We made them all. We tried them all. Yeah, Good we times did. were had by all. And two winners were declared. Uh, Landon, what were your big takeaways from the, the cocktail contest? Uh, alcohol's expensive and doing dishes is a pain. Yeah, those are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Those were big takeaways. <laughs> uh, but me. also, we, we got a lot of really good submissions. Mm-hmm. And of all six, all six were very strong uh, drinks. And I don't mean just because <laughs> I, I was heavy with the poor. Uh, they were all very good, very tasty in different yeah. ways. And I... Thank, thank you to everybody that uh, submitted a recipe, and uh, maybe we'll do it again in a couple of years when Jay and I financially recover from having to buy all that food. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and, you know, not only did we have to invest all that, but t- the two winners are also getting $50 gift cards to the uh, uh, Disney $50 Disney gift cards. I was going to say to the Disney store, but first of all, oh. do, do Disney stores even exist? <laughs> no, no, they don't. So unfortunately, you're a winner, but you don't get anything. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's like you win Mickey bucks. Yeah. Uh, but they will be getting $50 Disney gift cards. And those winners were for the morning beverage. It was our friend Kevin, um, Kevin Dix. And he had submitted a coffee cocktail called the morning Monorail Mocha, which we found to be very delightful Mm-hmm. Uh, and Very good. you put coffee in anything i'm i'm probably going to be down so that was like a you know i was a bit biased on the coffee drink but it was great and it, it, we found it was very similar to a tipsy duck in love, yeah. even though it didn't have the bourbon in it that the tipsy duck does. It had a very similar taste. It did. I think so, too. And I think you had a little bourbon in that thing. You're you're 90% of the way to a tipsy duck, I think. so. Mm-hmm. Which I'm going to maybe possibly do in the future. And uh, it was uh, rimmed with Nutella, and I was still getting Nutella out of my beard yesterday. That's right. It's like, mm, this is a tasty snack. Later in the day, it's like, okay, this really hurts. I need to clean myself. Hey, if you're if you're saying that on a Saturday morning, it means you had a good Friday night. That's all I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> um, and then our evening cocktail winner was Lexi, who had submitted something she named One Little Sparkler. Um, and it was made with Prosecco, and it had all these different liquors in it that mm-hmm. I had never even heard of, Yep, including Creme de Violet. And now say it, say it like a redneck. Creme de Violet. Yeah. Um, it was very good, surprisingly like uh-huh. just delicious and refreshing, and it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think that was uh, something I actually said on the broadcast on Friday, because as we were mixing these, it's like, this is going to be good, but I don't think I would have... A- yeah. Tabbed that as my winner until I had it. It's like, holy crap, this is amazing. Yeah. So, but again, like all six drinks were very yes, good. Yes, they were. Th- and thank you to those that submitted. So, Tracy, theme, I, I don't know if she officially goes by Theme Park Wifey, but that's Theme Park Rob's wife. Uh, Tracy submitted one. We got one from our friend uh, Donna, of course, who submitted another mm-hmm. morning. Uh, Kevin Muha. Uh, submitted an evening cocktail and then of course skipper bob did skipper um, bob uh, of course we had to get our uh like i'm the i'm the official drunk of the morning monorail <laughs> podcast but skipper bob is my understudy that's so. true yeah and mm-hmm. then coming in third cocktail bob uh, bringing up the rear yeah he's he's our understudy's understudy <laughs> <laughs> we have a strong drinking team it's true we really do like if if there's ever a diz twitter drinking contest y'all suckers are in trouble. oh we are taking home the cup 
No, I don't know if one. Skipper Bob would would uh, represent us or the uh, Cretans Guild. Well, that's true because I bet they've got a pretty strong drinking team too. <laughs> if it's a specifically a Disney drinking team contest, then I think I think we got him. Mm-hmm. That but, is true. Yeah. But if it's like a podcast in general drinking uh, challenge, I think that he'd probably go Cretans Guild. I mean, I get it. You got to represent the brand. Understood. So, but yeah, even 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 then, if I'm on the team, I feel confident in our chances. <laughs> <laughs> I will be an understudy to the drinking team because I'm not <laughs> I'm not on that level. You'll be the team manager. I can be the team manager. I could do that. I'll provide waters and make sure nobody passes out or gets alcohol poisoning. Well, that's good. Yeah, you got to have one. I'll be. Mm-hmm. I'll be. You really guy. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, I I think at this point uh, we we got to move on to the news. I, I had a couple notes about Epcot. I might weave them in as we go here um, through some of the news that we've got, but we definitely should start hitting those headlines because it's already thirty minutes into the show today. Yeah, uh, about par for the course. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, if it's only 30 minutes, we're doing really good. Yeah. Well, I think we get to news usually about 10 minutes in. Um, but, you know, uh, it depends on the day. <laughs> but we're going to hit it now. Uh, a lot of big things. Some of these things are, are more like just informational updates, but there's a big one at the end that we're, we're probably going to dig into. So we'll see how it goes. N- number one, we've got some resort reopening dates I know there are people out there who have been dying to know when is Disney going to announce that Port Orleans Riverside and Port Orleans French Quarter are coming back. Both have been announced. Riverside will be back October 14th and Port Orleans French Quarter arrivals beginning October 28th, 2021. So I know that Port Orleans French Quarter is a favorite for some people. Our friend Jeffers included. Fantastic news. Beignets are back, baby. Um, you know, all good stuff. And then alliteration there. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) And then additionally, all-star resort will be bringing back music and sports. Uh, all-star music will open up September 16th and then sports December 9th. I I was trying to think about this because, um, the next thing we're going to talk about is a little refurbishment at the all-star movies resort. And I was like, why would they not open up the music and sports resorts while they're doing the refurb over at movies? All of this, it it just, everything comes down to staffing, I think, at this point. Like, I know Disney's still struggling to to get, you know, appropriate staffing in to get back to where they were uh, pre-COVID, but don't you think that's probably what's holding it up? I mean, that has to be it, and I was kind of surprised... With the exception of All-Star Music, all of these are opening after the October 1st yeah. kickoff for the 50th anniversary. Yeah. I'm not surprised to hear these are all reopening. I'm stunned that with the exception of All-Star Music, they're all coming back after that yeah. time where they know they are going to be inundated with guests. I mean, in the case of both of the uh, Port Orleans resorts, it's still within that window. I mean, it's a couple weeks after the first, but still, I would have put money. It's like they are going to be ready to rock on September 31st, October 1st. People can check in and and go nuts because they know they're going to have capacity down there. And it really... <laughs> I mean, you, you mentioned the all-star resort renovations. Uh-huh. I believe, is it just the lobby that's getting? Yes. yes just so, the lobby. so yeah. I mean, they'll still be able to operate. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense that they are waiting and, and, and it has to, it has to be a staffing issue. That's I think it. So. That, that, um, now that you mentioned that, that, that has to be it. Yeah. It's staffing and training. You know, they got to get all these people back in. Um, I know not, and you're not just talking about, you know, you got to think about the people that are, you know, 
work in the front desk, people that work in the, you know, uh, the, the cafeterias, people that, you know, that the housekeeping staff, the, the lifeguards, you know, all the support staff, the maintenance people, it, it's a huge undertaking to staff up for a, a resort reopening. And, you know, and I think the other thing too, is just making sure they're all in good shape and ready to go. Cause they have been mm-hmm. sitting empty for a while. Yeah, it has been a hot minute since those uh, resorts have seen guests. And speaking of all-star movies, they did confirm that the uh, food court will be staying open during the refurbishment. So, Yeah, I know. So I specifically wanted to talk about this because you stayed and Frank stayed at all-star movies when you guys came down recently. And I visited, and as part of that, I got a little uh, preview into what the cafeteria, the the food court, excuse me, the food court... (laughs) And the gift shop uh, kind of looked like, in my opinion, the thing that needed refurbishment from the All-Star Movies Resort is the food court. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was (laughs) kind of surprised to hear it was the lobby getting the renovations because, I mean, the lobby was was fine. It was functional. It was big and open. They had uh, the velvet ropes that you could stand in if you needed to go talk to somebody at the front desk. They had several stations at the front desk so they were able to handle people a lot of people as they came through if you don't need to worry about that you can just avoid it all walk through the lobby the food court is kind of just eh, it's 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 fine and i even think we've talked about this in the podcast having carpet on a food court just (laughs) seems like a really bad idea especially when you're going to have a bunch of little ones who might knock over their plate of sketty into the floor or 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 knock their 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 coke into the floor because that carpet is going to absorb all of that yeah yeah like if any of these things and and the the gift shop it was fine maybe they could have made it a little bit bigger because every time i had to go into the gift shop it was busy Mm. and i remember one time i went in there to get some band-aids the line was practically all the way out the store whoa yeah now maybe maybe i hit during peak hours but maybe they need to expand it a little bit but then again where do you go if you're gonna expand it well, maybe maybe you expand into the food court, but then we just talked about how the food court really needs the renovation, so they would they land on the lobby. Okay, I have a suggestion. Why not expand the gift shop into the lobby area, like the check-in area? Because now, through your My Disney Experience app, you can totally avoid the front desk when you check mm-hmm. into a Disney resort, anyway. I mean, I know people, there are going to be people who still want to do it and they need to get their, um, you know, maybe they need their card. Um, they used to be called World Passports. I'm blanking on what they're calling the cards now that are like basically surrogates for the magic bands. Um, but some people are getting those at the front desk or maybe you have issues. Who knows what it is? You still have to have a front desk. But again, 70-30 rule. 70% of the people could probably check into a room without going to the front desk. Easily, yes. Meaning that you could probably trim that down, that size down a little bit, expand the gift shop. But that that all this reinforces the point. If less people use the check-in than use the food court, and the food court is the thing that probably really needs a refurb, why did you pick lo- the lobby? I don't know. I, I guess the other side of the argu- argument, though, is like people are going to have to eat. What would you do while the food court was down? Yeah, that that is true. I mean, and there's not a whole lot around movies of a food option other than the food court. I mean, yeah. are you really just going to push all your guests? And be like, uh, this hotel is brought to you by Uber Eats. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think there. I don't think there's a lot of options in walking distance, especially from all star movies, because it's like the one that's the furthest back. Although you, you could mm-hmm. you could attempt to walk to the solar McDonald's if you wanted to. But yeah, no, no, that sounds like the absolute worst thing to do at the end of the day after you've walked <laughs> all over Magic Kingdom, maybe park hopped over to Epcot and walked around the world. You know what you want to do? Walk to a McDonald's and then walk back from a McDonald's. No, thank you. Well, you walk off all those calories from those delicious, tasty fries. <laughs> so it's it all it all evens out. Here's something else we need. Bring back the arcade. How about it? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was shut up while I was there, though the lights were still on. So it was like ta- uh, taunting me. It's interesting, too. It's a long refurb. July 12th through mid-October is a long refurb. Again, not finishing up before the 50th starts. Mm-hmm. So kind of surprising, especially especially at that price point, because the all star movies are more on or the all star resorts as a whole. They're on the more affordable side. Yeah. And they're as as Frank and I found out, they're really nice rooms, yeah, especially bad. at that price point. So it it's kind of surprising that the more affordable options aren't some of them aren't going to be available for the uh, 50th anniversary kickoff. That's right. That's right. Strange decision making Disney. But again, I, I, I do realize that. You know, staffing and not not just staffing for the hotels, but like when you're going to do the refurbs, like there's only, only so many people that are going to do like the construction work and stuff, too. So mm-hmm. I'm sure it all plays into it. They're they're doing what they can, I guess. You know, now I would like to transition. I, I didn't have a good segue, but I would like to transition to a little discussion on some tasty treats. We do like tasty treats here on the morning monorail. Yes. In fact, it's one of our favorite subjects, especially space food. And this... We call those spasty treats. If you're making a Venn diagram of tasty treats and space treats, this is right in the middle. I guess it should have been Tasty's Treats and Star Wars. This goes mm-hmm. right in the middle of those two circles. <laughs> I really think we're overthinking this Venn diagram that doesn't exist. I just made it in the sky. Um, <laughs> yeah, Disney announced this week, Docking Bay 7. I, I mean, this is like, it's go. It's already started has some new options on the menu. According to the Disney Parks blog, Batuans and visitors to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge can sample Chef Strono Cookie Tug's delicious new dishes inspired by his time on Taco Donna. And the thing I'll say about that is, you would think being inspired by his time on Taco Donna, it would have been tacos. Uh-huh, yeah. Like, when you say Taco Donna, it's like, all right, we're getting space tacos. Yeah, but but no such luck on on Taco Tuesday uh, for for Chef Strono cookie tugs. Instead, we're getting some new, actually, really interesting options here at Galaxy's Edge in Docking Bay Seven. Uh, the first one is a Batu and beef and crispy Topedo stir fry. Yeah, no, Topedo. I, I mean it's funny because I think what they're trying to do is they're they're trying to make it a little more obvious with the naming of these menu items, so you know what you're getting, but they still want it to sound. A little bit spacey. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I definitely think that they learned their lesson from when Docking Bay Seven first opened. Because if you remember, they were like full blown into oh, the yeah. gimmick. They're like, oh, what's a hamburger? We don't have the, but we have like Sarlacci and bleep blort patty <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. And it was like, what's a bleep blort patty? And it's like, okay, we're just gonna call it a hamburger. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got an example right here. It's this is somewhat redundant because when the menu first launched, Tip Yip was the surrogate for chicken. So if you yep. ordered tip, yep. Yep, you chicken. got chicken. Mm-hmm. Well, now you can order the Pierjanand hot chicken tip yip. Chicken tip yip. So it's the P- 
Pure John didn't hot chicken chicken. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> but by the way, I want to try this one so bad. The, uh, crispy chicken glazed in spicy chipotle sauce served with white rice, relish of sweet corn, shishito. <laughs> that's a risky one. Very shishito, careful. Yeah. Shishito peppers, <laughs> jicama, plantains, and cilantro. I mean, to mm-hmm. me, that sounds good. Yeah, of all the four additions to this menu, that is the one that I want to try the most. So I'm right there with you. And I think it's funny that Nashville Hot Chicken has finally made it to, uh, to uh, Docking Bay 7. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in space. To the there. moon. Um, there will be a roasted Andorian chicken salad for those of you who want a little healthier option. And also a pica tuna poke, which is just fun to say. It is fun. And, and that, that too looks pretty good. Yeah. I like poke. So I'll probably mm-hmm. try that one too at some point. Um, there will be a new dessert, too, called the Outpost Puff, which is a chocolate pastry filled with, oh boy, guajillo chocolate mousse <laughs> and green milk sauce finished with Thai tea panna cotta. That sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. That really does sound good. Unfortunately, for one rider of the monorail, they will not be able to try it because it has spiced pineapple in it. That's true. No, none for Sam. Nope. Uh, over at Ronto Roasters, you already knew if you if you were following along with uh, the morning monorail on the socials, you knew that there was a meat free option over at Ronto Roasters, which was the it's a zucchini wrap. Basically, you get grilled zucchini, smoky chickpea, chickpea onion slaw, creamy garlic tahini sauce and fresh cilantro wrapped in pita bread. I liked it, but it's no, for me, there's no way you substitute it for a, a, just a straight up Ronto wrap. Yeah, like if, if you're going to Ronto Roasters and you don't get the Ronto wrap, what are you doing? <laughs> well, you know, you got people who are vegetarian and they still want to participate in space. Okay, food. fine. I will ask that question to the vegetarians. Vegetarians, what are you doing? <laughs> They're just, you know, doing their thing. <laughs> No, nah, you do you. I'm just I'm just Georgian, as the kids say. And on top of that, there is a breakfast option, too, for yeah. the plant-based crew as well. So. That's right. Yeah, Triple Sun's breakfast wrap. Plant-based eggs, smoky chickpea onion slaw, and roasted tomato sauce in pita bread. You can also now get pork rinds. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where my mind went. Yeah. My eye went immediately when I saw this menu. It's like, ooh, a nice walk-around snack. Yes, Kirill pork rinds. Pork rind season and savory blend of ancho chili, cheddar, smoke, and cinnamon. Mm. Mm. Yeah. On board for that. Yes, sir. And then Andoan fruit and moo. I'm going to say it's muja sauce. Because I have no indication that that should be pronounced. I am, I am so glad you're the one reading these ingredients. Why do they have to do this to me? <laughs> so you can get some fruit. But that also includes pineapple. So, Yep. But it, it is plant-based. So it's another one. Um, I just I, I added this to our list to talk about because it, it raised quite a stir. Um, as part of this announcement, they decided to tell us there were some updates over at Fairfax Fair, which is in Sunset Boulevard um, over in Hollywood Studios. If you've ever gone there and gotten a hot dog, um, I can tell you, like, to me, I think they're fine. Like, I, I don't think it's great, but, you know, if you're craving a hot dog, you're in Hollywood Studios. It's an option. They now are offering hot dog salad? That doesn't exist. Shut up. A hot dog salad. Yes, I, uh, I'm I'm trying to watch my figure, eat healthier. I'm going to eat a salad, but I want hot dogs yeah. on it. It is a plant-based hot dog salad, but even so, like, uh, really. Once again, what are you doing? What are you doing, Fairfax? What are you Fair? doing? Um, hot dog salads? No, no. 
Yeah. No. If you're looking for good food, go to Galaxy's Edge. (laughs) (laughs) Or Woody's Lunchbox, because there's some good options. Yeah, Woody's Lunchbox is awesome. I love that place. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, hey, there's going to be a whole lot of delicious food coming soon to Epcot as of July 15th, which is this week. I didn't even realize that started this week. Holy crap. The Epcot International Food and Wine Festival is back. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. um, 20 festival exclusive global marketplaces. And that includes there are going to be, I think, seven new ones, seven new marketplaces. Seven. Uh, the Noodle Exchange near Traveler's Cafe, the Tangerine Cafe Flavors of the Medina, the Rotunda Bistro, American Adventure Rotunda, the Swanky Sauce Swine. That's a fantastic name. Yes. I hope they sell merchandise. Near Disney Traders, the Brew Wing at Epcot Experience, Ooh. Lobster Landing near Mission Space, and Mac and Eats near Mission Space. I really feel like Lobster Landing, that's going to end up being another shirt of me, <laughs> Lobster Landing. And it's just a picture of me after I get uh, sun poisoning because I forgot to put sunscreen on when, when I come down. It's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, I think we've already got that idea brewing. <laughs> this year's Epcot Food and Wine Festival runs for 129 days through November 20th. So, yeah, July 15th through November 20th. Lots of time, which you're going to need all that time to try all this delicious food. And on top of that, in addition to these seven, uh, there are going to be even more opening on October 1st for the kickoff of the 50th anniversary, too. So this this is probably going to end up being the biggest food and wine festival ever, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And all the classics are back. There are going to be some good ones. I was excited to see that the Appleseed Orchard is indeed coming back, as, mm-hmm. as we speculated. Yep. So you can go get your cider flight or beer flight. Um, if you like, you can probably well, sample some maple syrup. Though looking at the menu, I'm not seeing the charcuterie plate. Yeah, I didn't see that either. You can get apple chips, apple crumble. I don't see the charcuterie. Maybe yeah, maybe it'll be there. I don't know. I really hope. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that Apple Seed Orchard's coming back, but I'm going to be a little bummed if that charcuterie plate is yeah, not an option. It was very good. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited about the noodle exchange. Why? Because I have become addicted to pho. Might as well face it. I'm addicted to pho. I can't help it. <laughs> There is there's a there is a location just in front of my neighborhood that sells the most delicious Vietnamese food that I think I've ever had. And I, I don't know if they're putting something in it that's caused me to become addicted to it. But uh, but yes, the noodle exchange, this is going to be over there. Like if you know where the new Starbucks is um, as you're going into World Showcase, it's going to be right across from it. They're going to have traditional spicy Vietnamese beef pho with shaved beef and gnocchi mushrooms and Thai basil. Oh. That sounds good. Char pork udon with enoki mushrooms, shrimp and coconut curry rice noodles, and then tofu pho if you are a plant-based person. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to spend most of my time at the noodle exchange. That's that's a strong menu. I don't know if I'm going to be able to to expand out from there, but the swanky sauce swine. I added this to our notes because I knew we were going to talk about it. That might entice me to come over. Why? Because they are going to have crispy barbecue pork rinds with pimento cheese. Mm. They're going to have roasted porchetta with pork fat, roasted rosemary potatoes, and lemon parsley salsa verde. They're going to have soy glazed sticky ribs. Oh, yes. With green onions and peanuts. And then they're going to have a crispy pig ear salad with fire roasted tomatillo sauce. 
That's interesting. I don't think I've ever had... Well, pork rinds are pig ear, right? Are they? I don't know about that. I don't know if I've ever just had straight up pig ear. And I feel like yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I can say I have either. So that'll that'll be interesting, and it's in a salad form. Yeah, I feel like maybe I should try it. We'll I really feel like I I might need to speak with my lawyer because I've had ex girlfriends call me the swanky saucy swine before. <laughs> now now Disney is stealing uh, that. Uh, hmm. Identity theft is not a joke, Disney. You should add that to your Twitter handle. Just <laughs> Landaws dash the swanky saucy swine. Saucy swine. <laughs> yeah, I feel it fits. I'd love to see it. <laughs> Yep. If we're getting nicknames, that's a good one for you. Mm-hmm. Very appropriate too. Yeah. But I, mm, as 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 y'all know, I'm a fan of dim ribs over in Animal Kingdom. So I'm very curious to see how the uh, soy glaze sticky ribs will uh, match up to dim ribs. Yeah, I, I imagine they're going to be a little more like the ribs that you could get at Kona. Um, so there were sticky ribs there for a while, mm-hmm. and now the sticky ring, sticky wings are back. Um, I imagine these are going to be a little more like that, um, which is not a bad thing. Cause, no, no, because because I mean those those soy wings were killer. Yeah, they were very good. I mean, so many good options. Food and wine is such a happy time, and um, you know, of course, we're going to visit multiple times. We'll give you our our recommendations. We'll be doing, you know, I'll, I'll make some videos. We'll do some uh, different uh, different ways of review. We'll talk about it on the podcast and different things, but. Certainly, if you're going, number one, I want to know what you're excited to try. You got to tell us. <laughs> Let us know what you're excited about. You know, if you, if there's something that you'd like us to try specifically for you, because it's like, yeah, that sounds interesting. I don't know if I'd get it myself. Well, you know what? I'll take one for the team. Um, <laughs> reach out to us at Morning Monorail on Twitter, Morning Monorail Family on Facebook. Uh, you can, you know, send us a message or, or just talk to us on the socials and let us know. And I'm, I'm happy to do it for you because that's the kind of guy I am. You're such a giver, Justin Monorail. I know. That's, for the people I, I, and for the content. I try to be. I'm excited Brazil's coming back. They've got like that real delicious uh, Brazilian cheese bread. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Which, by the way, you can get at Skipper Canteen. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's a limited time special, but they do have Brazilian cheese bread as an appetizer at Skipper Canteen, and it was so good. Hmm. Yeah. Um, excited for Tangerine Cafe. I know this is opening like specifically for uh, food and wine, but I'm excited that that's going to be back in some capacity. Um, how oh, Greece is back? Hops and barley. Okay. I thought Greece was the word. Greece is the word, my friend. Okay. All right. The Rotunda Bistro. Uh, the Wild Mushroom Truffle Tart looks interesting to me. Although, I, I feel like I'm starting to kind of like gravitate away from things that are overly bready, as you know, maybe indicated by my bow bun review at uh, Satuli Canteen. But the inside looks good. So, plenty of good stuff. Of course, we've posted the, the food, um, the foodie guide on our Morning Monorail Fam page. Go check it out. They, they've got a nice breakdown on www.magic.com as well. So I'm going through it right now, and I'm like, I would try that. I would try that. I would drink that. I would drink that. Ooh, re- refreshment port. I'm always interested to see what type of poutine. Braised beef poutine. Yes, please, and thank you. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it looks so good. Mm. So... I want to wrap up today now that we're really hungry and 
Um, <laughs> we're anxious to end the podcast so we can go eat something. I wanted to wrap up today with something that um, it, it doesn't directly affect Walt Disney World yet. 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 Um, but I do feel like this is one of these situations where you can say where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, there have been lots of indications that when Fast Pass comes back to Walt Disney World, it will be a modified system. Now, whether it's a full paid system or it's like a pay for extra system or they do some sort of a differentiation for people who are like deluxe, um, you know, resort guests or, or whatever it may be. Uh, there have been a lot of rumors uh, all across Diz Twitter, the, Diz, the Disney media you can follow. Um, some of it's been a bit clickbaity because <laughs> nothing has been announced for Walt Disney World yet. And so I, I want to say that very clearly up front before we say anything about this. Um, but what I did was I found a, I found a good article from uh, WDWMagic.com. And I wanted to just kind of talk about this article a little bit because I feel like they handled this in a good way because they say on their website multiple times, there's rumors, there's been some talk behind the scenes, but nothing's been confirmed and they and we still don't really know what's going to be happening with FastPass at Walt Disney World. But you can kind of look at this new system that just got announced for Walt Disney World or Disneyland Paris and take some... Uh, little pieces of this and maybe start to piece together what we might be looking at in the future for Walt Disney World. So I wanted to tee this up and then I just wanted to kind of chat about it with you, Landon, and, and just see what your thoughts are. So basically what they announced for Disneyland Paris is something called Premier Access. It offers direct access to specific attractions at the next available time window for a price that will vary depending on demand. Um, so they give a hypothetical example. If you were in Walt Disney World and you entered Hollywood Studios, you may be advised by the, the Disney Genie app that Rise of the Resistance is available at 9.30 a.m. for $10 per person. If it sounds good, you can make the purchase in the app, and then when the window comes up, you go directly over there. Now, if you don't want to spend that money, you don't have to because the, f the first option for people who don't want to pay is you can go regular standby, and, and then we're talking Disneyland Paris. Uh, the first option is you can go right. I know I'm confusing it because I gave a Hollywood Studios <laughs> example. What we're saying is Rise of the Resistance is moving to Paris. Yeah. So you can, you can choose to just do standby, but keep in mind that, you know, your standby experience will now probably be impacted by people who are going to be paying to get in these windows. You're going to have, you know, um, essentially the same the same way a fast pass queue impacted standby. It slows it down a little bit, um, but you can definitely go do that now. If it's like a low demand time period, that's fine. It, it, it won't be a very big deal. Or another thing you can do is enter a virtual queue, which would be similar to the old fast pass situation. But it, what it would do instead is give you a, a, a time to come back in your in your app so that you don't have to stand there in, in the queue. But your time is not going to be priority where if you paid for it, then that's going to be like the priority windows. Yours is just going to be like sometime probably like way later in the day. So now what they say in this article is with Walt Disney World's typically longer length of stay guest uh, length of stay per guest, we may see bundles and packages that offer a number of reservations per day for a fixed price. Um, and it may, that may be a little cheaper than like paying per ride. 
and then they may offer an allocation of paid passes for premium categories like Club 33 and, and then, like like I said, like des- deluxe re- resource, resort guests and things like that. So really, it's kind of like... Think about the way Universal does it right now with with uh, Max Pass. Is that what? Mm-hmm. No, not Max Pass. Express, Express Pass. Pass. I, uh, Max Pass was at uh, Disneyland California. Express Pass. So Express Pass is something you pay if if you want to do it, or you're staying at like their, um, uh, you know, their uh, flagship resorts. You get it included, but you you get access to their Express line for some paid amount, and and that I think it does change. Uh, based on the time of the year, uh, but you get it like all day, and you can use it unlimited. Or if you're like a premier annual pass holder, like we are, you get it after four o'clock. But you can only ride each ride through the express line once uh, after four o'clock each day. So there's there's this price for the whole thing. You get the whole shebang. Whereas the Disney option would be, you can do it as many times as you want for whatever rides you want. You just have to pay for it each time, or potentially. Maybe there's like some sort of a bundle. And then if you don't want to pay, there will still be standby and um, or if it's really busy, maybe virtual queues uh, so you don't have to stand and stand by for like six hours. So all that being said, we don't know anything. We we have no indication yet of what's going to actually be happening at Disney. But Landon, I just kind of wanted your reaction to let's say that this premiere access comes to Walt Disney World in some form or another what what are your thoughts on that it, replacing fast pass if it just flat out replaced fast pass and undid the system that we do or i guess did know at walt disney world i'd be a little bit bummed because if it does go strictly a la carte that i think would be the worst option of the options you laid out because in my opinion it's like the only ride i'm gonna be i'm gonna put money down to guarantee me a spot on it all four of the disney parks it's going to be Rise of the Resistance. And I think Disney realizes that. And I wouldn't be surprised if they tier some of these rides. And Rise of the Resistance might be the most expensive one right up there with something like Flight of Passage. If they did end up going the route that Universal does where you can buy the Express Pass, and it does vary when you're going, capacity that day, because the last time I went down Universal, I went for just one day. So I knew I was only going to be in the park for that one day, and I wanted to ride all the rides that are my favorites. So I did pony up for the Express Pass. And I think the Express Pass cost almost as much as the day pass mm. that I got to Universal. So this is not a cheap option. This is not an inexpensive answer. And I do understand those people that already had to you know, save their pennies and, and, and live live on a tight budget so they could afford that once in a lifetime trip to Disney that they want to, you know, experience that Disney magic. I could understand the frustration and I I do understand the frustration on something like this. But again, if they, if they do something that universal is doing and they also offer, if you're staying at this resort, you can get this package when it comes to fast passes. And it probably will be a situation where if, And these are all just hypothetical numbers. If you're staying at a at a budget resort, you get five. If you're staying at a moderate, you get ten. If you're staying at a deluxe, you get fifteen or something like that. And then you can they give you the option you can buy extra at that point. You you can then go a la carte. Maybe that could work. But if 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 they go strictly a la carte fast passes, I think that is the worst option laid out. Mm -hmm. Would I prefer if they just went back to the regular? 
fast pass system that we knew, I would. But at the same time, I don't think this is going to be an end of the world situation that some people on the internet have made it out to be. And and I do think some of that initial reaction was because some of the headlines put out there were kind of clickbaity. The the, the first headline I saw, it's like, oh, holy crap, wow. And then I actually went and read the article and they explained what was going on. It's like, oh, okay, all right. It's 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 not as bad as the headline made it out to be. So I would this this is a piece of advice I would give to everybody, not just in the Disney bubble, <laughs> Dis Twitter. Don't go by the headline. Read yeah. the article that accompanies this uh, sensationalist, apocalyptic, the sky is falling headline before you jump to conclusions. Yeah, totally agree. You're absolutely right. I think you got to you got to get uh, several different news organizations to supply you with the information that you're basing your opinions on, uh, and then and then just take some time to to read it, consider the source, uh, and then you know form your opinion based on that. And but you know, I do think that based on you know if we're kind of reading the tea leaves and seeing the way that Disney's gone, especially in the post pandemic world. I think it's very likely, and I've said it before, that when FastPass comes back to Walt Disney World, it will be modified and there will most <laughs> likely be some sort of a paid option, um, whether that be you get to pay. For and, and I also I, go ahead. Oh, sorry. There was we had some lag. So I thought there was a pause. I apologize. And no I, I do think we're going to see a lot of that tied to the resort you're staying at, because mm -hmm. we already saw it this week. You have to be staying at certain resorts to take part in the in, in the uh, evening hours. Yeah, and the evening hours, and even in some cases, the uh, the early morning hours. Because uh, when I'm going down in October, I'm staying at the Swan. The Swan is not participating in any oh. of the morning or evening extra magic hours. So I do think we are going to see so we're going to see more perks tied to what resort you're staying to. And like we kind of talked about last week, if you're paying the extra extra dollars to stay at like the Poly or something like that. I really don't hate the idea of you getting extra perks because you're already paying a yeah. fortune for a bed at the end of the day. Yeah. I'm on board with what you're saying. I, I you know, part of me, I see pros and cons to like, mm -hmm. if, if the system ended up going exactly as what WDW magic has described here in that you can a la carte choose rides uh, for some, you know, variable price point based on, demand how busy it is you know that sort of thing i could see that being a positive for some people because if you're someone who gets to travel to disney only once every 10 years or once in a lifetime or whatever that may be and you know that part of what's going to make that trip for you is being able to actually successfully ride rise of the resistance yeah you can absolutely guarantee it Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to pay system. for that guarantee but you can absolutely guarantee it yeah and you can pick and say I know for sure at Hollywood Studios, I want to ride Rise. And when, and when I go over to Magic Kingdom, I really want to ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I don't know why you'd pay for it, but maybe you will. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> or like, you know, Epcot, I want to ride Test Track or Frozen. Or, you know, like you, you pick one or two rides in each place and maybe it's worth it to you because a lot of times the decisions you make with your money at Disney, it, it tends to be some sort of a balancing act between, you know, money and time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. And we've talked about how, yeah, money's important, but the most form of currency, the most important currency you have when you're in Disney, it's your time. Yeah. So, 
you know, I, I, I can see that as a pro. Now, for someone who comes more frequently, and for you, it doesn't really make sense, like like locals or people who come, you know, they're DVC members, they come every year or, or multiple times a year. You're not going to go and pay to ride rise every single time. The question might be then, okay, well, do you wait standby uh, ever for <laughs> for rise? <laughs> you know, if it, if it tends to be like a two-hour line... Or are you getting boxed out of riding those headliner attractions because the, now the standby is going to be very long and then people are paying for like that uh, front of line kind of access? Well, and, 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 with, and with Rise, standby isn't even an option right now. Not now, but yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying if it is in the future somewhat like this, I, I, I don't know. Do you think they're ever going to actually open the standby line for Rise? I don't know. I, I, I guess it I really, mean, really th- depends. That- that standby takes up a ton of real estate too. Yeah, it really depends on what the, what this Disney Genie app ends up looking like. Are is it going to be kind of like everything's virtual? You go in the app, tell it everything you want to do that day, and then it plans out your day for you, and you have to arrive in those windows or whatever. I like. Or is is it going to be like what we've described in this example? Um, because if so, then maybe they do, and and then. I don't know. It's so hard to say. Mm-hmm. So I it, see. I hit the hard hitting questions. I know. Mm-hmm. That's why you yep. are you are a professional. Maybe. I are a journalist. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I, I mean, like you said, I do see pros and cons of this entire situation, and I totally, much like the conversation we had last week. If you're staying at a deluxe, should you get more perks? I can one thousand percent see why this rubs some people the wrong way, and I get it. I really do. Yeah, because you just because you don't have the, you know, financial situation of of, you know, somebody who, you know, can go stay at the contemporary um, Mm -hmm. on on like club level. Does that mean you shouldn't get as good of an experience in the parks? And I think we could all go back to like, you know, the whole thing when 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 Walt Disney built Disneyland, the idea was he thought no matter who you are, no matter what age you were, no matter what financial background you had, you should all be able to come have a nice day in the family with your family in the park. Um, so, you know, we're getting kind of far afield from, from that idea. The more you go to these like plus pay to play kind of options, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, re- you know, I'm really glad we're having a conversation about the price uh, prices of Disney, and it took us over an hour for one of us to break out. Well, you know, Walt's vision was. <laughs> I'm not dot, trying dot, to dot. say what Walt. <laughs> I'm not trying to say what Walt would want today because Walt was a businessman, and you know, I, I think at the end of the I day, know, I know. at the end of the day, he, he, you know, he may have been totally on board with this idea. Um, it's because you know, if, if you could say, well, people can still do it; they'll just have to wait. Whereas, you know, you're giving people the option to pay. And maybe he would have been fine with that. Because, I I mean, like like you said, Disney isn't exact. I mean, it costs money to go to Disney. Like, a lot of money to go to Disney. Yeah. More and more every year. Roll up there and be like, all right, uh, it's me, my wife, and my my two kids. Here's 80 bucks. Oh, look at that. We get changed back, and we can go spit it in the parks. It's like, no, no, you're you're really going to have to save up your money. Yeah. You know, one flip side to that conversation might be that, well, when Disneyland opened, you had to buy ticket books to ride the rides. That is true. So you could only ride them if you had a ticket for it. And if you wanted to go again, you had to go buy more e-tickets. So I don't know. I Guys, 
<laughs> we're, you know, we're amateur podcasters here. We're not going to solve this in, in, in this particular podcast episode. But I, I guess, you know, and, and I don't want to say if someone is like in total support of this, fine. If you're totally against it, like Landon said, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be real interesting. And I guess it'll give us a lot to talk about. As this news starts coming out, it's going to keep us in the podcasting business. Um, and all the books are going to have to be rewritten about how you tore the parks. I think it's good. Oh, mm-hmm. I hadn't even thought. Well, and I, I feel like we're going to know something sooner rather than later. Because, again, going back to some of the resorts opening, that October 1st date is looming. And it's looming heavy for a lot of in my opinion, news pieces. Stuff is mm-hmm. going to happen ahead of the 50th anniversary kickoff. Yeah. Like, I, if if we were viewing this as, as a TV series, October 1st is the season premiere. October 1st is yeah. the kickoff for the new season, the new series. So mm-hmm. keep... Keep plugged in. Stay stay listening to this podcast because I have a feeling we're going to know what's coming down the pike uh, probably here four, six weeks. Yeah. I think it's going to, I think you're right. I think news is going to start happening pretty soon. And, uh, you know, we don't break news around here, but we sure love to talk about it. And you can he- <laughs> hear us, you know, waffle and uh, uh-huh. him and haw over all these sorts of things, unless it's barges in which I have a specific opinion. And boy, does he. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, keep your, keep your eyes on those, uh, you know, those websites. Make sure that you are like you. You see these social media, you know the the, the headlines, the the clickbaity type uh, attention grabbing headlines that they're going to put out there, and and balance that out because I think that as we approach this, whatever is imminent is going to happen. I think a lot of people are going to have a lot of different takes on it, and and you know you got to form your own opinion on on how you feel and does it work for you and. And we're, we're certainly going to try to look at it from all angles and then also give you advice on how we think you can navigate it as we start to learn about it. So that's what we'll mm-hmm. be doing here. We're going to give you our news and our opinion fair and but wait, no, <laughs> no we're, we're not doing that. Oop, oop. And also on the news source, maybe choose your news source wisely because some of them want to be the sensationalist. Some of them just want the clicks from those clickbaity headlines. So I will, I will also uh, give that piece of advice, not only in the Disney bubble, but also in the world in general. Absolutely. And if you are a person who chooses to get your news here, I mean, because some people, I guess, do. Um, I hope that we do it the right way and it's all peas and carrots for you because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we just, we want to make things, um, we want to, we want to present, I mean, yeah, we got opinions and we're going to share them, but at the end of the day, we know that we're not right about everything. Although sometimes I feel like I'm right about everything, but I know I'm not, <laughs> I know I'm not, I don't know. I, I heard if it's on a podcast, it has to be true. And like I like to say, when you're really fans of something, you're allowed to criticize it because at the end of the day, we love Walt Disney world and we're going to continue to go, you know, we will. So, mm-hmm. they, I mean, just, just go back to our boobash conversation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's a prime example. They got yep. us by the short hairs and we know it and they know yep. it. Mm-hmm. So oh, bring money. All right. We're going to wrap this one up for today. All news, all news today, but a lot to talk about, a lot to digest. So, uh, you know, in the meantime, 
Keep your eyes on the socials. Uh, you can follow us. We're at Morning Monorail on Twitter. Monday, no, Monday Morning Monorail at Gmail is still the email, but on Facebook, we're the Morning Monorail family group. You can join us there. Make sure you follow us on Instagram where I'm sharing all sorts of interesting stories and i'll be sharing some slow-mo animal kingdom videos on the, <laughs> on the twitter you went heavy on the slow oh i've got several more that i haven't shared yet i was going through your social it's like good lord did john woo take over this account yesterday oh i wish i had some like some of the macaws like flying out of the oh, that, that would have been awesome yeah like through the waterfall <laughs> that would have been pretty cool um <laughs> You're, you're just carrying a macaw with you. Sir, is there any reason you have a bird? I'm doing it for the social. <laughs> exactly. Doing it for the gram. Uh, <laughs> and and don't forget, we do have a Patreon, and you can join for all the bonus content. Landon and I are wrapping up now, and we're going to record uh, another episode right after this, specifically for the Patreon. Um, inspired by the Patreon, and if you're interested to know what that is, I'll give you a little, a little hint here. Uh, this is something we would never talk about on the normal show because this is crazy. Uh, but we got lunatics in the Patreon, and that's fine. We love them all. Uh, we're going to be talking about the tastiest Disney characters, <laughs> and that means not not like not tasty in the in like oh uh, you know they're so cute. I just want to eat them all. Exactly. Up. No. It's it's more like what would you want to grill up and have as a as a meal if you were in uh, Batu and they decided to get even more eclectic um, with their. Some of y'all have issues. Yeah. Including us, because we participated in. Uh huh. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to be the ones answer this daggone question. <laughs> so uh. so check us out. Uh, oh, tpublic.com slash morning monorail. Look for morning monorail on T Public. Uh, we did launch a new logo for the people that are joining us at Halloween Horror Nights on September eighteenth. It's if a cool you, logo. Yeah, it's very good. Skipper Bob, shout out to Skipper Bob who designed that for me because he knew that I didn't have the skill or the time. <laughs> uh, but mostly it. the skill. Yeah, but it's great. And uh, I want you to check that out. Um, I think that's all I've got. Landon, how about your social media and other plugs? L-A-N-D-O-Z, please go follow me. Landon Doan, I'm the best. Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me, 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also appear on The Phil Show on News Talk 98.7 WOKI, radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, also streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com, also available in the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk 987 app as well. And I've been uh, doing some producing on other shows. And as a matter of fact, this podcast and our Patreon page Patreon.com slash Morning Monorail did get a shout out on the Bob Yarbrough show. And that is uh, 10 a.m. to noon, also on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. And uh, so I'm curious to see if we got any uh, interesting reviews this week, because if so, that is totally on me, because uh, I know at least one of my trolls was listening to the show that the Morning Monorail got a plug on. So. Well, well, good news. We did get a new review, but it was a five-star review. Yay! Okay, I didn't tank our rating. Yeah. Neat. Yeah, this one came from Emily Pinner. She said, absolutely the best. Five stars. This is an amazing uh, podcast for Disney uh, for Disney adults, whether you're planning a Disney trip or just trying to cure those Disney blues. This is a great podcast to listen to and a family to join. So... I endorse that 100%. Thanks, Emily. You're the best. You're my favorite member of the Morning Monorail family. Yeah. Join us. We are available all the time on the Facebook, the Twitter, everywhere you can find us. And we would love to see you join that family. But if we don't see you there, we'll see you right back here next Monday. And until then, be nice to cast members and thank them. Mm -hmm. thank, thank those cast, cast members. members. 
be nice to each other and thank each other. <laughs> what? Yeah. And, uh, you know, thank you for being a friend. If I can quote Golden Girls. Thank you for being a friend. Bye-bye. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. You can find us on the socials at Morning Monorail. The website is morningmonorail.com and the email is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail 407-917-2144. Thank you so much for being part of the Monorail family. We'll see you next time. Keep them out of your pants. How about that? <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> as long as you do that. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, we'll have to uh, put this video on my OnlyFans. <laughs>